Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And our first story today is technology news. And this is reported by The Daily Dot. Researchers at Stanford have trained a neural network to generate memes that are nearly indistinguishable from the ones humans create and post on the internet every day. Oh no! (laughs) We're being replaced already. Eventually just stand up comedy is just going to be like a robot just, i mean no i'm just i don't know who um, knows who knows at this point so um abel pearson the fifth and e meltem tolune <laughs> sorry these names are hard to pronounce wow the authors of a paper published on june 8th um used the photo with caption style memes to keep their project simple and this is a quote We evaluate the quality of our model using perplexity and human assessment on both the quality of memes generated and whether they can be differentiated from real ones. They wrote, our model produces original memes that cannot on the whole be differentiated from real ones. How do the researchers know that people can't tell if the memes were generated by a computer? Well, they actually polled real humans. (laughs) And this is an excerpt from their paper. For our final test, we show 20 different memes to five people from diverse backgrounds and note if they can differentiate them from real memes of the same format and random text-generated memes. The same people also rank the memes being shown on how funny they found them on a scale of (laughs) 0 to 10. (laughs) So the final result was that the real memes scored around a 7.0 on the humor scale, while the AI-created memes scored between 5.5 and 6.8 on the humor scale. That's not so too they bad, weren't computers. too bad, yeah, compared to the real ones. Um, and then also using a stat called differentiability, where 50% indicates non-distinguishable and 100% indicates completely distinguishable, the two methods scored 70% and 63% respectively. So they were arguably closer to the non-distinguishable side of that stat, of like yeah. the people couldn't distinguish them from the real memes that were human created. Um, and then the article also includes some examples of memes that were generated by the AI algorithm. Um, so if you're listening to this, you can go look at that in the link to the story, but <laughs> they're, they're okay. <laughs> I looked at them and like, honestly, they're, they're, I don't know that I would be able to say that the, a person didn't create them. They're kind of just like, like not that great. I mean, with the memes. nonsense you can find on the internet, like, I sometimes yeah, I'm not sure like, like how a person comes up with some of the stuff. Right. Do, like so. it's almost like, like if you've ever, if you ever just like looked up like a certain me- meme and you're just like looking at like all these examples of it. And like some of them are like, okay, that one wasn't that funny. It's like, <laughs> these are like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so, so like you said, like, they're, they're fine. Like they're like, eh. <laughs> so, but they're not at the point where it's just like, okay, this makes zero sense. And clearly like a computer made this, like it's yeah. not like that. That's so, something I guess. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was really funny, and at the same time, like, I just love the idea of just having some website that's just, like, constantly just, like, cranking out these memes <laughs> that are just, like, a computer is just making them, and then you can, like, rate them, and the ones that are, like, highest rated, it, it loops back and uses it as part of its training set, and so it just keeps, like, Oh, my gosh, it's going to get better and better at And memes. it just gets better and better. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. On Knickknack News, science has gone too far. It's just an unlimited <laughs> supply of memes. <laughs> Who wouldn't this want is, that? This is the 
This is what we were all working towards. Yeah. And this shall be the downfall of us all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was that was my first story. All right. <laughs> uh, my first story is food news. And uh, this, the headline is, A Bill Gates-backed edible coating could make avocados last twice as long. And it's coming to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> I love so I Costco. Just, <laughs> I just like that. Uh, so this is reported by Insider.com. And uh, so avocados are known for their short shelf life. By the time they end up in grocery stores, they last about a week before they get too ripe. Yeah. Um, all too familiar with it, I can tell. Yep. <laughs> uh, so a food tech startup called Appeal Scienti- Sciences, which, fine, um, <laughs> has created an invisible edible coating designed to be sprayed on produce to extend shelf life. Wow. The company claims that its avocados last twice as long as a non-organic avocado. Uh, so yeah, they they uh, food supplier sprays the product onto the avocado before they ship it, and the coating actually slows the decaying process. Uh, which is uh, there's more on in a little bit, but they've already started introducing these avocados at Costco and uh, Harps food stores uh, throughout the American Midwest. Hmm. Um. Plus, they've developed similar products for uh, more than three dozen other crops, including asparagus, peaches, lemons, pears, and nectarines. So this could be like going wow. to all different kinds of food. And the really wild part is it's, uh, the, the coating is made from entirely organic produce. So like it's just all leftover materials from them. Like they said uh, pear stems, leftover grape skins, grass clippings like can all go into this, but it's all natural stuff Whoa. um it add the so it acts as a barrier on the uh, uh after it dries it locks in moisture but it also acts as a shield against gases like oxygen and ethylene that cause these things to ripen so it's just basically a shield and i really wish i could show you the video that they have we'll obviously we'll include we'll include the link in the in the show notes but uh, they have like a, a side-by-side comparison of stuff that's sprayed with their product versus regular produce, like in a time lapse. Oh, yeah. And it's just like the stuff that's not just rots, <laughs> like their <laughs> stuff just stays ripe for a very long wow. time. It's really cool. Um, and as soon as you slice it open, that breaks the shield and it and it will decay at the same rate as any other as any other food. But uh, yeah, in, in 2017, they received approval to use the coating on organic produce and still say it's organic because it's all natural products. Wow. And they're, they're really, another cool part is that they're going to cost the same as regular avocados because the company can offset the cost by like reducing the food waste since they stay around longer. That's amazing. They lose fewer products and yeah. it, so it costs them like the same in the, in the long run with this, uh, even with the increased price for them. With the, with the spray. That is so cool. Right? I thought that was really cool. That's amazing. Because it's, that's like helping, just in general, helping reduce food waste. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which is this huge It's thing. a huge like, problem. There's and so like, much food waste all the time because of its, like, like the distribution and, like, I mean, that's not just, that's just one thing. But yeah. there's so many reasons why. But um, that's amazing. And it, like, it has no effect on the flavor and or anything or the like, appearance. It's just. Yeah, I was just going to ask that, it. like, if you saw in the video, like, what, could you tell that it no. had this on it, or did it just look, like, Nope, normal? it's totally invisible. It's almost magic. Wow. It's very That's... cool. And it sounds like it's, like, FDA approved and everything. Oh, yeah, approved, the FDA is approved. It is safe for consumption. Like, it's, it's just all natural wow. stuff. And 
they That's said amazing. they said in the article too that like different fruits and vegetables need different like con- like mixtures of like huh. product. Well, that's I, interesting. I don't know why, and I mean I'm sure they would not say why. <laughs> it's their <laughs> Maybe IP. Some stuff but is proprietary. Yeah, but it, I don't know. I just thought that was super cool and just That's really cool. It, it just sounds almost too good to be true because it like yeah it doesn't drive like up the how... cost. It keeps stuff fresher. It's organic. It. It's like, like a perfect It just seems like a perfect solution. solution. It's literally a so, perfect solution <laughs> so, to the problem. So who knows? There's hopefully there's nothing wrong with it. No, in like ten years from now, yeah, it's like, it's oh, so it's so carcinogenic. Oh, no, you know? yeah, by the way. <laughs> but by the way, no, you can't I mean, consume I, grass clippings. I think it's yeah, I don't know why. Um that's that's seriously, I mean like I I'm just I'm almost like blown away by like the effect that that could have if that was yeah. applied to like all fresh produce. Mm-hmm. No, the applications are endless. It's very cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. So that was uh, that was my food news. Well, my next story is a random local news story. And this time, it's from California. Oh. It's not, not Florida. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is reported by Fox News. A 19th century California ghost town is up for sale. Oh, you can purchase it if you want. <laughs> a whole ghost town. Oh, wow. <clears throat> a 19th century ghost town in California that includes an abandoned hotel, a church, and a bunkhouse came on the market earlier this month. Cerro Gordo, hopefully I'm pronouncing <laughs> that right, which means Fat Hill sits south of the Sierra Nevada on over 300 acres of land. Oh, wow. So it's huge. The abandoned mining town had been in family hands for decades, but they felt it was the right time to sell it, said real estate agent Jake Rasmussen. (laughs) You got a lot of challenging names this week. I don't know why. Uh, The the asking price for the land is $925,000, and it has a website named ghosttownforsale.com. That's a a pretty good domain name. Mm -hmm. And you can go there and see a video of the grounds and photos of all of the buildings. And it's pretty cool. And they have a soundtrack of like old timey Western music playing in the background (laughs) while you look at the photos. (laughs) This town came into existence as a small mining town after the discovery of silver in 1865. And at what point, at one point it became the largest producer of silver and lead in California, according to its website. Oh, wow. And then it also says, in its heyday, it averaged one murder a week. <laughs> so it really is a ghost town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, after the fall of lead and silver prices and other setbacks, including a fire, the town's silver op- operation slowed and eventually became deserted. Um, but there are 22 structures remaining on the site. So, Yeah. You can buy a whole ghost town. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna buy it, and I'm gonna make my own Westworld. <laughs> Except I'm just gonna have, like, I'm just gonna have all the robots. A... They're gonna have the AI that makes memes, and they're just gonna walk around. <laughs> do they walk around with like their face as an iPad? Yes, and, just and then a TV it just that flashes, just flashes different memes, memes as they come up with them. I like it. Yeah, I'd pay money to go visit that place. I don't know if I would. I'd be afraid <laughs> Even and laughing at the it. same time. <laughs> <laughs> My next story is space news. It's 
been a while since we've had a space news story. Yeah. Um, another great headline here. The atmosphere of Venus is so thick, it pushes on mountains to change how fast the planet spins. Right? Whoa. So, um, so Venus's varying rotational period has always been a mystery for astronomers. Um, but computer simulations are showing that it may have to do with the planet's viscous atmosphere, uh, uh, the effect of it on mountains. Which... I- yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, don't worry. I can kind of explain. Okay. Um, the story is is from Vice. I think I forgot to mention, and they go into greater detail than I will. But um, some more fun facts about Venus before we get into it. Uh, it might have had water on its surface at one point, but now it is described as a quote hell planet with surface temperatures of over eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, we're probably not gonna we're probably not gonna be settling there anytime soon. Probs not. Um, its atmosphere is toxic and it contains mysterious dark spots that some scientists think might indicate uh, extraterrestrial bacteria. So Ooh. there might be life. Um, nothing too exciting, though. But one of the biggest mysteries on the planet is the rotational period, which has been slowly speeding up over time. Uh, two measurements taken 16 years apart, in the, uh, one in the 90s and one in the early 2000s, indicate that the length of the planet's day had decreased by nearly seven minutes, which in Venus time isn't actually a ton because their their, uh, planet rotates approximately once every 243 Earth days. So it's still rotating very slowly, but it's gradually getting faster. Um, And uh, the research was published in Nature Geoscience and they indicated that the planet's changing rotational velocity might result from Venus's thick, fast-moving atmosphere pushing on the planet's mountains because the winds on the planet are just, uh, they actually go around once every four Earth days, so much faster than um, than the Earth itself rotates. So it's just like these 200-mile-per-hour winds just like whipping around the planet and they're going so fast and the, and the atmosphere is so dense that it actually pushes on the mountains and has been gradually speeding up the time that it takes, or yeah, to okay. rotate. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Wait, so the winds are their own separate force. I mean, it's the atmosphere within, uh, like it's it's uh, Venus's atmosphere is what's pushing. So it's like it's not a vacuum like space. It's yeah, in. but but like okay, so I'm okay. I guess what I'm thinking about in my head is like if I was floating in space and I was spinning. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to spin faster. Would yes. I be able to do that? No, because you're in a vacuum. Okay, but... You don't have anything to push off of. But the whole system of the planet is in a vacuum, isn't it? I guess technically. So, Listen, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but these, am these I, am people I are. You, I just... I We should uh, go ask our friends who actually know physics, because I don't know it to this level but that sounds really cool and i'm trying to understand it and i don't fully but yeah i think it's amazing that we have scientists here that know how to simulate stuff like that and figure that out you know apparently they based it on um like a phenomenon that actually happens on earth with mountains Hmm. and like how wind passes over them and affects the atmosphere really but in our case the winds aren't a consistent 200 miles per hour (laughs) and the, the atmosphere is a lot less dense here okay um Wow. But yeah, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, please add us. <laughs> please add us, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, and just explain to us what's going on, because it's super fascinating. And yes. we'll link the article, and it has a lot more details than I have any business going into. But uh, yeah, I thought that was super fascinating. really neat. That was space oh, news. Space news is so cool. Yeah. 
It's always cool. I love space. Okay, well, my next story is health news. Uh, and I took the story from USA Today, but this is like a CDC thing. There's two salmonella outbreaks happening right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like we always bring we news of these things. I know. <laughs> so there's two of them. So the okay. first one is stemming from pre-cut melon, or at least that's what they think. So, huh. so like... Um, if you've seen, you know, in the grocery store, like with like those containers of like pre-cut watermelon. Yeah. That. Oh man. In several I've served, states. I've served those at has parties been before. <laughs> contaminated. Um, and as of the time of this recording, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 70 people have been sickened. Those who reported the illness said they had eaten pre-cut cantaloupe, watermelon, or a fruit salad mix with the melon in it. And most said that they had bought that melon at Walmart or Kroger. And so the CDC urges consumers to throw away pre-cut melons sold at walmart stores in illinois indiana kentucky michigan missouri tennessee or ohio yeah ohio. <laughs> we're on the list yeah it's not a great list ohio we're, why are we always on the list we're always on the list um or pre-cut melon purchased at kroger or JC or Payless stores in Indiana and Michigan. Apparently Payless is it's also a, a grocery store. Say, the shoe store? Over here it's a shoe store. If so. you have any melon you bought at Payless shoe stores, also <laughs> throw, throw that, that out. Away. <laughs> <laughs> PSA from your friends at Nick News. If you bought watermelon at a Payless shoes, you should throw that away. Yeah, that is not. That wasn't part of their normal product. They should not have melon there. They do not have any kind of refrigeration <laughs> units. They just have shoes. They just have shoes on shelves. So if yeah. someone sold you a watermelon that wasn't that wasn't normal. <laughs> yeah, it might anyway. not have salmonella, but who knows? But yeah, um, and then um, also the same thing for fruit salad containing melon. Mm. Um, and then the editor note: any pre-cut melon if you don't remember where it was purchased. <laughs> So, I think I got it at Payless. Like, at, Pay, at Payless Shoes? Yeah, I think. I can't remember. I'm going to throw it out. You should throw it out. Yeah. If you have some watermelon from Payless Shoes. So anyway, so that's that's ongoing. Um, you can see the details on the CDC website. Um, so the second one is from Kellogg's Honey Smacks cereal. Do you know that cereal? Yeah. Um, so... At, at the time of this recording, 73 people across 31 states oh have my. gotten sick from wow. eating that cereal. Um, and apparently it's salmonella somehow, which it's strange because it's like a dry product and not like a produce, right. which is interesting. But it is interesting. Um, and basically the FDA is suggesting that no one eat that cereal until <laughs> the contamination <laughs> is over. I mean, I was, yeah, 31 so, states, probably best. Yeah, that, uh, that one's more widespread. No way, yeah. um, if you've got your, if you got your honey smack cereal out of Payless shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw that away. Throw it out. You, we don't know where that came <laughs> from. <laughs> well, you know where it came from. It came yeah, from a we, Payless. Yeah, but we, <laughs> no, but you really don't know where it came from because... <laughs> Because you bought Who's food at a Payless. Payless? Does it come in the same truck that brings the shoes? <laughs> Payless shoes, and there's this like, there's like a refrigeration row like in the middle of the shoes. Like Just for pre-cut melon and honey smack cereal, <laughs> which doesn't even need refrigerated. <laughs> This is why you shouldn't oh shop gosh. for your food there. They're bad yeah, at it. They're just not good. Just don't shop for food. 
If, you if want you're shopping your... for shoes, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they please. Have great shoes. No, nothing wrong with their shoes. Yeah. But, yeah. Just don't buy food. Especially not for shoes. shoes. Yeah, so anyway, they, they have all the, all the info about this. You can go to cdc.gov and find that. And they actually have a, a nice salmonella fact sheet on there, oh, yeah. which excited me for some weird reason. <laughs> I mean, I don't know a whole like lot nice. about salmonella. So Yeah, did you know in, in one of the blurbs on there, it was used as a plural word, like salmonella R. Oh. Blah, 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 because it's like a plural for the type of bacteria. Okay, I can see that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I mean, I guess you want to say semonellas or semens nilla. Yeah, so it can be used singular or plural. That's yeah. what I learned from the fact sheet. <laughs> I'm sure that's Forget what they were trying to Forget about the symptoms and stuff. That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> All right. My next story is species news. About a plant species, which is a which is new. Um, So, around thirty noxious hogweed have been found in Virginia. I think I saw something about this. Yeah, so this was on ABC News. Um, Scientists and officials on the East Coast are working to locate invasive plants known as giant hogweed that can cause third-degree burns and even permanent blindness to those who come in contact with it. Um, This and this started after Virginia residents reported discovering it in their in their yards. Uh, it oh, sounds wow. like somebody had planted it as a decorative plant. Uh, approximately, they they estimate between thirty and forty years ago, and uh, so it's and wow. it's still hanging out. And yeah, so if the hogweed sap touches the skin, it can cause a chronic burning pain <gasps> that can last for several weeks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. I read this. I was like, "This sounds how? Scary. How is this? How does this exist in the world?" <laughs> um, it's listed uh, by in Virginia by the Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services as a quote noxious weed, duh, and mm. by the Department of Conservation and Recreation as an early detection invasive plant, which means it's not yet entrenched in Virginia. So they still think they can get it under control. It hasn't started spreading like naturally. Um, but so that's okay. why they call it early detection. So it's not fully, it hasn't invaded. It's just not native. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. And the blindness can stem if the sap gets in your eyes. So, wow. uh, which, I mean, I can imagine if you get it on you and you're just like, ah, ah, and you just <laughs> it's like on your hands and you start yeah. touching your face or other parts of, I don't know. Uh, so this is the PSA portion. Uh, if you come into contact with giant hogweed, the victim should wash the sap off with cold water and soap. Um, you're still going to have the burn for the next few weeks. It's, you can't really do anything about it, mm. like except get it off of your skin. And yeah. your, skin's gonna, it, your skin will actually remain sensitive to sunlight because it's a, it's a reaction between the sap and the sun that like, causes this chemical burn, pretty much. And, uh, Whoa. Right? Like, That's so weird. It sounds like something out of, like, a book like I got, I got a Harry Potter or something. Yeah, I've never. Probably heard because of I keep some... thinking Hogwarts, but it's because <laughs> <not. laughs> the hogweed plant. Yeah, I could but, see uh, that in a Harry Potter book. Just like, yeah, oh yeah, if you like get something... it on you, it will give you horrible, horrible chemical burns and could blind you permanently. Yeah, or it it sounds to me like something that's very 
like out in the rainforest somewhere, like not something that you right. would find in Virginia, in Virginia, <laughs> like a residential kind of. Yeah. Area. Like, and what part, like there's pictures of it too. It's not a super attractive plant. I don't know why you would choose it for a garden. It kind of, it looks like a big weed. Well, I, I think I saw a picture of it. Is it like white on the top? It kind, Yeah. It kind of looks like that, uh, Queen Anne's lace, the one that's like the, it's got like the white flowers that are in kind of a, like a, it's almost like a flat plate sort of thing. Okay. Um, but it's way bigger. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like it has, isn't spreading. I don't, I wish they so said, weird. I they wonder... didn't say where it's native, which oh, I would have yeah, been curious that'd be about. Interesting. I don't know if it's even in the I wonder why it's a problem US now or... if it was introduced. Well, people didn't you know, realize it was ago? there, I guess. And like, it hasn't been spreading at least. So maybe okay. somebody moved into this house where it was planted. I I don't know. And then they brought it say. to someone's attention and they were like, hey, wait. <laughs> hey, by the way, this will, <laughs> this plant, uh... this will actually destroy you. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we should probably spread the word about this plant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> I'm assuming that the sap is just like on it. Like it's not like you have to like go like cut the yeah like cut it open or like rub it on you yeah like it's just like you touch the stem of it and it's like on your skin right probably yeah Ooh. i wonder yeah and i wonder if it's like a quick reaction like all of a sudden you start burning and you automatically know if you get it on you and you don't realize until you like oh step out into full sunlight or something that's kind of scary too like you could have it on you and not realize yeah at least for a little while before the the burning happens huh I'm creeping oh, myself that's out. That's scary. Yeah. This is a spooky plant. <laughs> it's a little while before the burning starts. <laughs> I was trying to say that creepy and I started laughing and it was, it was only halfway. But the blindness is instant. <laughs> our Halloween episode. <laughs> we're Halloween just pre- in we're June. We're just constantly prepping for our Halloween episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, Species News. Nice. Guess what it's time for? It's time for breaking news. Breaking news. The part of the show where we look up news stories that were posted today or just happened today and read them to you on the fly. Go. Let's go. All right. So I found one about a bear. Oh, yeah. Again, we like bears. Yes. (laughs) Um, Bear breaks into California house through window. (laughs) Uh, a california couple whose home security camera recorded a break-in by a hungry bear so the incident was not the first uh basically these people were away somewhere and then they came home and discovered a bear in their kitchen and they (laughs) had a security camera in their house that had footage of the bear climbing into an open kitchen window into their house um (laughs) <laughs> There's a video. It says the video shows the bear rooting around for food and finding snacks, including a package of M and M's, which the animal <laughs> spills all over the kitchen counter. <laughs> and they they said that this bear, they believe it's the same animal that, or they had a bear previously break into their home a year ago by knocking down their front door and breaking into their house, and they think it was the same bear <laughs> that just came back. What's in that house that the like, bear what? wants? Yeah, so I badly. know. I'm like, I've never heard of a bear breaking down your door. Maybe it used to live That's in, that, in that area, and then they built a house. And I was just trying, maybe now it I was doesn't just say how new home. the house is. Maybe it's a new house. I don't know. Mystery that solved. That was that bear's spot. <laughs> That's the likely That's answer. All I can really think of that, or they have a lot of like pots of honey. 
<laughs> there's a picture of their kitchen. It's just pots of honey, just like on the ground, like everywhere. <laughs> And then there's, like, fans, like, blowing the scent of it, like, out the window. It's like, well, no wonder a bear yeah, no. broke into your house. <laughs> this seems like it's on you, homeowners. <laughs> um, yeah. Or maybe, maybe the home is also a Dairy Queen. <laughs> that took me a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's a throwback for our loyal listeners. Throwback. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bears like ice cream, apparently. Yeah. Who knew? I... I I I know now. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, just because that ended up being your story, I'm actually going to share um, one of the other stories I found really quick. We don't have to talk about it because it's not that long of an article. But <laughs> the headline is, Terrifying video shows circus bear jumping off skateboard attacking handler. <laughs> oh, oh, no. It happened at a Russian circus. Oh. And there's a video and I'm... The reason I chose not to do this is the video is pretty, pretty terrifying, actually, because I like, get the person and they like shake them like they got like a spooky. Ooh, so that's... that's not what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to talk about something only slightly less disturbing. Oh, no. <laughs> only slightly? <laughs> Google AI can predict when you'll die with 95% <gasps> accuracy. Uh, that so is it's a little, scary. It's a little scarier than it. The headline's a little bit clickbaity. Um, okay. This is on IFL Science, uh, the full name of which I will not say. Um, but uh, they re- they recently used Google AI to uh, predict the likelihood that a patient would die during a hospital stay. And uh, they published a study about this. I think if I was reading the study correctly, it was almost 200,000 data points. um, And the, and the Google AI was able to predict whether somebody would die when they're in the hospital with 95% accuracy, which is up from their standard. um, They usually just base it on vital signs like respiratory rate, blood pressure and pulse. And that's at like, that's between 85 and 86% accuracy. And so this is like way more accurate just because it's able to crunch a lot more data. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like that's the power of big data. Um, like the example that they gave was this one patient who came in with um, late stage cancer and they predicted that she would have a 9.3% chance of surviving. The Google AI predicted 19.9% chance of, oh, sorry, 9% chance of death. Google predicted 19.9% death, percent chance of death and she died 10 days after admission. So like it was, it predicted twice as much and ended up being correct. And obviously with 200,000 data points, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good range. Um, So let's see, how can we make this fun? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so does it, does it say like, what, what does that actually change about when you're in the hospital? I mean, do they like change how they're treating you? If they think like, Oh, like this person's higher risk, like could that change something? They might they might put more effort into a certain thing. Yeah, I, like, like, I'm not sure. Cause I, I don't know, like maybe they split, not split people. Like maybe they like, fl- if certain people are like really high risk, they'll like be like more attentive to you. Cause you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like a high risk patient or something like that. And maybe, or maybe this if is they better. know there's a really good chance, like something could happen, they'll try something more extreme. Like, Oh knowing, yeah. Knowing like they, they might do like, a, it might have a better chance, so. like a more, ex- or a quicker treatment or like something. Cause it, if you're like, like you're high risk basically. Like, yeah. It's like, so that's, that's a positive spin on it. It's like, it's very, it's, it's super important for hospital to have this kind of data and like that kind of thing. And it's just another example of AI, like just crushing it, like finding new, new ways to just 
like the more data that it gets, the better it's going to get yeah. at doing that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And just, it's, it's like, this really is exactly cool. why I, I love AI. Like, even though that that is a morbid kind of situational thing, AI in medicine is so cool because there's so much data out there. Right. And just think about like how much we can heart, like just, there's just too much data for a person to be able to sift through and make sense of. But like, you know, the computers can do it. They can, exactly. They can like, they can crunch it all. And it's so fast. It's really amazing. Yeah. And it's just going to, it's going to just continue getting better. Yeah. Because that's just the nature of computing. And like, it's really, and I know we joke a lot about how like things are scary and stuff. And like, sometimes it's just really not scary at all. It's just really amazing. It's just Mm -hmm. this whole, this like new frontier of like technology. Like that's just the next level of just using all of our shared information, our shared data and like bringing it together to. Yeah. If we use it for good, there's a ton of positive change. Yeah. And that's really uplifting. It really is. I think it is. Yes. That was breaking news. And that's our show. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, The links to this week's stories will be in the episode description, as always. And um, if there's any new listeners out there, we post episodes every Friday morning. Yeah. And share with your friends. Yeah, and you can subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Stitcher and all those. Uh, you can listen at knickknacknews.com and follow us on Twitter at, at knickknacknews and on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Tell your friends to subscribe. Sub- sub- yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.